Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host. We're making our way through this wonderful season of Advent and talking about the dynamic realities of what the church celebrates. You know, Advent is both a time we anticipate the celebration, of course, of the incarnation of our Lord, but it also reminds us of the fact that we live between that incarnation of Jesus and the return of the Lord. So historically, in the life of the church, this is also a season that we we remember the return of the Lord. We anticipate that return as well and, and asking ourselves, are we ready for it? Are we prepared for it? And what is Jesus doing in us and for us and in the world between these two comings? What is the reality of what he's already accomplished? That is his ascension to the right hand of the Father in glory and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the establishing of his kingdom in the earth. What is he doing in us now? What's he calling us to? So before I jump into that, if you haven't had a chance to tune into the program this week, I encourage you to go to our website at renewalministries.net. Programs are archived there. You can download them on whatever device works for you. And if you're interested, you can download our Renewal Ministries app. And I'd also include there the uh, Ave Maria app as well. There's just such, there's a lot of good programming and Sister Ann Shields programs, our television shows, the choices we face, and many things that we offer there on the website that are free, our YouTube videos. And if this stuff is blessing you and you're being encouraged by it, let's spread it around, friends, because you know as well as I do, not only do we individually need to be strengthened and encouraged and renewed in these difficult times, but lots of people are are alone and isolated and discouraged and anxious and full of all kinds of trouble in their heart. And the Lord wants to be able to touch their lives. So pass this stuff around if it's a blessing to you. So again, what Jesus is doing between the two comings, of course, begins on the day of Pentecost and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The church is born from the glory of Jesus that's being poured out, and the glory of Jesus is the Spirit of God. So let's look at what the Catechism says about some of these things. Paragraph 690, Jesus is Christ, which means anointed, because the Spirit is his anointing. It's beautiful. The Spirit of God is the anointing of the Son. That's why he's the Messiah. And what is so beautiful in God's plan, what began here on earth between the incarnation and and now this last part of human history, is the anointing of the Spirit came on human flesh in a total way, in a perfect unity in the person of Jesus. Throughout history, you know, the history of the whole Bible, the Holy Spirit from the very beginning to the end is present. And the Holy Spirit came on prophets, and the Holy Spirit came on kings like David and others. But those were prefigurements of the fullness of what the Father intended to do through Jesus in the coming of the Messiah, that in Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me. Jesus is the anointed one, and the Spirit of God is his anointing. And so, As the Spirit of God is fully in the Lord, you know, that they're united, he makes it possible through his passion, death, and resurrection to have the Holy Spirit be given to us so we become dwelling places, not like just anointed for a particular action at a particular time in history, but anointed to become children of God, sharing in his anointing, which is the Spirit. That's why we're born again by water and the Spirit. It's the death of Jesus that makes the gift of the Spirit possible. 
not only because he possesses the Holy Spirit to be given to us in a unique way, but he died the death that makes it possible for us to draw near to God and for God to draw near to us. He dealt with the sin problem that produces the death problem, takes away our sin, the unholiness that was present there, that what sin did, and he raised us to new life in baptism by uniting his cross to us. We die with Christ in baptism, which means that old man that's under the dominion of sin, that really made us enemies of God, is put to death. We're washed clean. We're given a new life principle. And that life principle is the Holy Spirit. It's the spirit of the family of God. And it comes alive in us in baptism. And we're born again by water and the spirit. So what's he doing between the two comings? He's pouring out his Holy Spirit. Let's continue. Paragraph 690. And everything that occurs, I'll start from the beginning again. Jesus is Christ. That is the anointed because the spirit is his anointing. And everything that occurs from the incarnation on derives from this fullness. The fullness that's in Jesus. It goes on. When Christ is finally glorified, he can in turn send the Spirit from his place with the Father to those who believe in him. He communicates to them his glory. That is, the Holy Spirit who glorifies him. This is one of those lines that it's worth stopping and saying, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me grasp what's being said here, because this directly applies to my life. Again, he can in turn, when Christ is finally glorified, he can in turn send the Spirit from his place with the Father. Okay? He's enthroned, Son of God, in his glorified humanity. And now his gaze, and he did it all so that he could share his glory with human beings. To those who believe in him, he communicates to them his glory. That is the Holy Spirit who glorifies him. Let's just stop for a minute and ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, help us to see, to know, to experience this fundamental truth that Jesus has communicated to us this lifeline, this gift beyond all gifts, the greatest thing we now possess or that possesses us, a share in the glory of Jesus, in the new humanity, the new creation begins to take hold of us. Holy Spirit, help us see it and value this treasure. As I'm just thinking as I'm praying here, the the passage in, was it in uh, Peter or Corinthians, Paul at the moment, it just slips my mind, you know, that we, we carry about in earthen vessels this eternal weight of glory. The, the glory of God is in us. It's not just a thought or a passing inspiration. It's real. It's part of the being of God that he's opened up to us, this glory And because we're earthen vessels, because we're, you know, weak and we're creatures and we're living in a fallen world, it's easy to to either forget it or to never really 
own it and appreciate it and welcome it in our lives. Holy Spirit, help us to reverence and, and really stand in awe of the facts of what Jesus has not done for us just one time in history, but what's happening and unfolding right now in us. Holy Spirit, glorify the Lord in us. Help us to appreciate the glory that we've been given undeservedly, totally out of the Father's mercy. Help us to receive it, to live in it, to rest in it. Come, Holy Spirit. Catechism goes on the same paragraph in 690. From that time on, that is, that Jesus is being ascended at the Father and pouring out the Spirit, this joint mission will be manifested in the children adopted by the Father in the body of his Son. Wow. What does that mean? The joint mission of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Jesus' mission of bringing us into the presence of the Father and being clothed in glory. And the whole point of Jesus' life, death, resurrection, ascension into glory is from the place where he now sits in full power at the Father's right hand. He's pouring out the most precious gift anyone could ever receive. Friends, we're, we're so easily captivated by great treasures and great gifts and big money, big, beautiful things, you know. And we're aware sometimes we see the things of earth that glitter. We experience our own poverty. Some people, the fleshly poverty where we get disturbed that, gosh, we don't have any of that. And how can I be happy without more of that in my life? And we can totally miss that what we've been given and what we possess, again, in earthen vessels, is an unspeakably beautiful, beyond all imagining treasure. Isn't that something? We, we spend so much time here on earth, like gazing out at the world and looking at what we don't have and many times making us feel discouraged and missed and left out or whatever. And right here is the gift beyond all gifts. A sharing in the glory of God himself. And here's a fact about the Christian life, friends. And I think the purpose of this, the church's great wisdom of taking us through the Paschal mystery every year, the story of Jesus. So we don't forget it. And it's even hard with it, right? It's easy to not pay attention to it. And it's like a stone across the top of the water. Are we going deep into these realities? Because if we don't, we're going to miss not just the, the, the truth that's present, obviously, but we're going to miss the lived reality and the lived experience of transforming love of God and the power and the glory that's in Jesus. And then we miss the opportunity to be everything God wants us to be in this life. That's short and brief and we're going to be with him soon. We, the whole point of our life is to give glory to God. 
And we give glory to God by radical love of God and love of neighbor. But if we don't appreciate the glory that we've received and the forgiveness that we've been given and the, the coming under the lordship of Jesus and knowing that it's not just, you know, a statement of faith, but it's a lived, overwhelmingly beautiful reality and a power that's in us that makes us new, we won't be able to bear the fruit. We won't take the time to abide. Jesus said, if you abide in me, you'll bear much fruit. On the day of judgment, when the Lord returns, one of the issues is, did you bear fruit? Are we fruit bearers? Well, how do we bear fruit in the kingdom of God? Jesus said, by abiding in me. And one of the ways we abide in him is we just receive these realities. We meditate on them and talk to the Lord. Lord, thank you. This is amazing. I'm a temple of God. Your glory, you've literally, you, the living Son of God, you've communicated to me your glory. It's not a fable. It's not a just a wish. It's a fact. Oh, Lord, help me to appreciate the glory and the gold that comes from you. And I beg you, Lord, don't let me chase after the idols and the fool's gold that's in this world that will never satisfy and doesn't come close, doesn't come close to the glory and the treasure we have been given. Saints of heaven, all the saints of heaven, you knew it, you experienced it, you went for it, you lived in it and out of and through it. Please pray for us and help us change and to walk in the glory the Lord has given us. Amen. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth, would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash foe. That's renewalministries.net slash foe.